What's up, podcast world? It's ad time. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at SeedsHereNow.com. That's right. If you need new seeds in the garden, I highly recommend SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure to check out Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's Secret Vault, and of course, the easy peasy credit card payment options at SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 750 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to answer a couple of grow questions. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of the kind folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Miss Mel. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Girls Grow Too. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Brian P. I want to send a big thank you shout out to my friend Chicago Dabber. Let's send a high five and a thank you shout out to Kurt Z. Let's send a special thank you shout out to a good friend, my buddy OG Purple Thumb. Let's send a big thank you shout out to another good friend, my buddy Dave's Not Here. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to my buddy down in Texas. A special thank you shout out to Aldi. Let's send a big big fist bump to my buddy Misfit. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Purple Skunk. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include that link in the show notes to make it super easy for all of my friends to support the show. Welcome to episode 750. I recently realized that I did miss the birthday for the podcast on March 28th. The podcast turned eight years. I'm not sure why I just noticed that and just cited that in my other show notes, but happy late birthday to the show. You guys, we've been doing this for eight years. Thank you to everybody who's been listening since the beginning. Thanks to all the people who've just jumped on. Thanks for all the support, the words of encouragement, uh, the wisdom, the uh, constructive criticism. <clears throat> Thanks for putting up with all the throat clearing and the dad rambles. I do appreciate that. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback lately. Lots of great emails, lots of great YouTube comments. Uh, before I complained that the YouTube, I didn't read the comments because they were, uh, it was kind of a minefield, uh, a bunch of just crappy comments, a bunch of negativity in there. The comments have really turned around on YouTube. It's nothing but positivity, nothing but goodness. I honestly don't delete the comments. I just let YouTube do the thing and the comments come and go and uh, it's been positive. So thank you guys for the great YouTube comments, for the uh, encouraging emails, all the social media shout outs and support. Thank you. That does mean a lot to me. It goes a long way. Uh, that like encourages me. It recharges me. It gives me a little bit of a boost. So thank you. I do appreciate all of that. Now let's try to get the show to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. We're getting close right now. We should be about 9.6 thousand subscribers. So please, if you are currently listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, maybe you're on Spotify, I'm not sure where you might be listening, but do please subscribe to the show on the YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube now, just simply click subscribe. Do me the big favor. Help me out. Help me get to 10,000 subscribers. That is a goal that I have set. Help me get there. I do appreciate it. Where do we go from there? Oh, also, 
please do continue to send me the great cannabis culture and cultivation questions. I love fueling the show off of questions that come from the viewers. That really helps me out. It lets me know that I, if I'm helping one person, if one person uh, asked me the question, that means that probably 20 or 30, maybe 100 people out there actually needed that advice. So please do send me those grow questions. Uh, there's a grow help tab on the website. The email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. The website is iregenetics.com. There's a grow help tab. Go fill out a grow help questionnaire. That will help me answer your question. Please do keep those coming. Once again, I love making listener-generated content. I do have one more quick thing to ramble about before we jump into the grow questions. I want some feedback. Do you like the podcast episodes with just me, or do you prefer a guest at the table? Do you guys like Zoom podcasts? Would you prefer me do the show solo, or do you like somebody on Zoom? Zoom shows kind of bug me. Uh, recently, I was on another podcast, and you can see me hesitating to reply, and you can see us kind of talking over each other because Zoom has just a, a microsecond of a, a millisecond of a delay. So I'll be like, hey, how was your day? And then it'll be just a quick delay before the other person replies. And then by the time they've replied, I'm already going, are you cool, bro? Can you hear me? And they go, I can hear, I, we can. And there's this weird, just fucking stumble over each other. Zoom drives me crazy, but it's better than nothing. So if you guys are into seeing people on Zoom, let me know. If you'd prefer me to have people here, let me know. Uh, let me know if you just prefer the podcast by myself. Let me know what you think. We will make adjustments as necessary. Let me know what you think about the show, you guys. That is all I'm asking for. Now let's talk about the main topics of today's podcast. I do want to talk about a couple of grow questions. First, I'm going to mention something that I saw in a grow recently. I was at a friend's grow, just a regular home grow, and my friend was watering their plants with the runoff from their dehumidifier. And I did express my concern because I'm not sure that that's a really good idea. Uh, the inside of that dehumidifier is gross. All the all the gunk and grime that's in your environment is gathering up on all the parts inside of that dehumidifier. I don't know exactly what's in there. I know that there are coils. I know there are a lot of things happening. I know that there's water collection. I know the water runs down a tube. That dehumidifier, anytime I've taken apart a humidifier or dehumidifier, it's been disgusting on the inside. I could only imagine that disgusting shit is landing right in your water. So unless you're able to test that water and you're making sure that it's clean, there's nothing funky in that water, I really wouldn't recommend watering your plants with the runoff from your dehumidifier. People are going to say, also your air conditioner condensation. I feel the same way about that. It's basically the same function. People are going to say that's clean distilled water, but I do not trust the equipment. It's got to run off of something. So whatever it ran off of, dribbled off of, could be dirty, could be funky, could have metals in it, could have funk in it is the bottom line that I'm worried about. So I don't want that. I would not, I would not recommend using the water from your dehumidifier to water your plants. Maybe do use that to like, uh, if you got a power washer or a power sprayer, maybe use that to clean the tables or something. Use that for cleaning. Use it for gray water, but do not use that for feeding the plants. That is just my recommendation. If you've got a, uh, a qualified argument that you'd like to say why it is okay, go ahead, send me the feedback. I am open to feedback. We've had this conversation before. My opinion still stands. I do not recommend feeding the plants your dehumidifier water. Another thing that I saw my friend doing was he was not shaking the bottled nutrients enough. If you guys are feeding bottled nutrients to your plants, uh, when you pick up that bottle, before you even unscrew the lid, before you even think about doing anything with it, I usually place my forefinger over the top of the cap to make sure the cap is sealed on there. Pick it up, give it a little twist, make sure the cap is sealed. Then I shake the shit out of that bottle. Those products have a lot of heavy stuff in there. You got to shake them. If not, the 
for the first few weeks as you're feeding, you're just going to feed it water. And as you get down, you're going to feed it all of the main stuff. And as you get to the bottom, you're going to have a bunch of chunks left. Shake your nutrient bottles vigorously before you feed them to your plants, before you mix up your nutrients. Also check the expiration dates. Those things don't last forever. They will expire. They will start bonding. Weird things will happen inside the bottle. Once you mix that weird product with other products, even more weird shit will happen. So check the expiration date. One piece of advice. <clears throat> I do recommend you mix your potassium silicate first. If you're putting silicates in the water, put that in the water first, then give it a stir, then mix in your other stuff. Uh, it doesn't matter to me very specifically which other products you put in which order. Uh, I would go the silicates, then your base nutrients, then kind of follow up with whatever needs to be done. Uh, the CalMag, the potassium, uh, just whichever bottles you're buying, I don't know the order, then uh, adjust the pH, then add your microbes. But what I was going to say is stir in all of your products, everything except your microbes, then adjust the pH. I recently saw somebody adjust the pH of their water using the little pH adjuster and some drops, right? So they got the water to 6.4, then they added their nutrients to it, then they added their microbes to it, then they fed it to the plants. That is not the correct order. Let's think about that, why that's not the correct order. We want the nutrient solution which we are feeding our plants to be somewhere between 6.2 and 6.5, 6.6, probably about 6.2, 6.4 is where I hover. Do your thing in your grow. If you're saying different numbers, do that what works for you. I'm talking about what I standardize, what I normally do. So we mix the water up and then we watched our friend put the nutrient, uh, the pH drops in there to get it to the right pH. Now, when we add nutrients, it's going to drastically change the pH. So you would put your nutrients in first. Put, the, put your potassium silicate, shake the bottle, put the potassium silicate in there. Get your next bottle, probably your base nutrient. Shake the shit out of it, measure it out, put it in there. Uh, in whatever size container you're mixing, I usually mix in, uh, if it's a small batch, I got a five gallon. If it's a big batch, it's a 55 gallon. Sometimes it's 500 gallons. Uh, I'm going to assume you're mixing into a five gallon bucket. So you got your five gallon bucket, mostly filled with water most of the way. Uh, then you start with your potassium silicate, shake the bottle, put it in your measuring unit, pour it into the, into the container, then clean, give it a little wipe. Give your measuring unit a little bit of a wipe. If I use a shot glass or maybe something bigger, depending on how big I'm measuring, wipe that out, shake up your next bottle, pour out the desired amount, toss it into your res, clean that out, repeat the process until you're done, then adjust to the pH. That is when you put your pH meter in there and you start putting your drops in there to get it to the amount that you want. Also, you can check the EC at that time also if you would like, but adjust, adjusting the pH is the final step. You want to do that right before you feed it to the plants because it will change if you do anything else to it. If you do anything else to it, other than add microbes, uh, that's the only thing I would recommend doing after the pH, but anything else, it will change the pH of your solution. If you're going to add more water because it's not full enough, or if, you have, if you've gotten too high of an EC or a PPM, adjust that pH after all of those adjustments. Then water carefully. Here's something else I noticed at my friends grow. If you've got big pots, if you've got a three or a five gallon pot, I don't recommend dumping all of your water directly into the middle of that pot. Water around the outer edge of that pot. So you got your plant sticking up. You got, so probably a 10, 12, maybe a 14 inch diameter plant or a pot. Water the outer edge and then work your way in with the water. The water is gonna work its way in anyway. All of the roots of that plant that want that water are out at the outer edge of the pot. They're not on the inside. Think about, look at the shape of a cannabis plant. Look at the shape of most plants that you see in nature. If we look at the shape of a cannabis plant, it is shaped uh, kind of triangular shaped, right? But if you look at the top leaves, they work like the shingles of a roof. Those top leaves, when the water hits them, they will droop down and the water will run down those leaves, 
right down to the next set of leaves. Then it will gently run it down and outward. As it goes down, it goes outward every time. That's just kind of the way that the leaves and the plant are shaped and what it does. Then when it lands on the ground, you'll notice there's a nice circle around your plants. If you just get a nice light rain, a nice little spring sprinkle, and you don't over, over rain too much, I almost said over water. We don't have any control of that. If you don't over rain too much, you'll see just a nice circle around your plants, around the bottom, like they were sitting under an umbrella. They're providing their own umbrella effect. They don't want all that water right there on the toes. They want it out there on the roots, the feeder roots that are out at the edge of the plant. So water that outer edge of your pots, of your buckets, of your containers, and water the inside a little bit lighter because that's where you run the risk of overwatering is flooding that inside. Now, my disclaimer, if you're running little plants in large pots and they're not fully established at this time, water as necessary, water where the roots are. But once you get that pot filled with roots, the plant's really established and really banging, that's when you want to go ahead and start watering the outer circumference, I think is the word I'm looking for, the outer edge of those plants. Then work your way in toward the center. Those outer roots are the thirsty roots. Those are the roots that need the water. They're searching. They're already going out there to get the water. Keep in mind that umbrella idea, the shingles idea, the roofing idea. Really keep that in mind when you're thinking about watering the plants. Don't overwater them. Now, another thing I want to touch on before we start wrapping up the episode is don't overlook the importance of your vegetative space. I've seen several grows recently where you can tell that the grower obviously put 75 to 90% of their funding, energy, effort, and time into the flowering room and the veg space. You can tell that they put 10, 15, maybe 25% of their time, energy, budget, effort, love, and care into that veg space. The veg space is your foundation. That is where it all starts. We all get excited in the flower room. When you drag the plants into flower, it's like, oh yeah, flowers are coming. Money is coming. The pictures are coming. The progress is coming. But without a solid foundation, you're not going to get the money, the pictures, the crop, the harvest, the potency, the weight. None of that stuff will come if you don't have a quality veg setup. So stop overlooking the importance of the vegetative phase, the vegetative space. Start allocating more of your budget to that veg room, the veg space, especially the veg feeding. I see a lot of people underfeeding and veg. They think that it could just kind of veg. Then when it comes to flower, they'll start really feeding it. But our plants take up and absorb and store a lot of their, ni their nitrogen during the vegetative stage. A lot of their nutrients come from veg. So build them up, get them strong. You wouldn't put... so. A lot of people say it's just a weed. I don't need to feed it, right? Well, think about it like this. Do you want high performance cannabis plants or do you just want lazy couch potato plants? You can grow plants that look like me. I'm six foot five and I weigh about 190 pounds. I can hide behind a flagpole. I'm super skinny. I'm in pretty good shape, but I am super skinny. My point is I am not training for any fights. I'm not going to get in the ring. I'm not going to do anything anytime soon. I'm just fine. I work. I do what I'm doing. I get the job done or... Or your other option, I could go to the gym every fucking day. I could pound protein shakes. I could put steroids in my neck. I could do all kinds of crazy shit. I could Anavar up. And then I could be the big Brock Lesnar looking dude. But I'd have to put in a ton of fucking more work to do it. You can have cannabis plants that look like me. Or you can have cannabis plants that look like Brock Lesnar. It is up to you. Do you want to feed them? Do you want to do the work to them? Do you want to give them the, the work, the extra love, the extra care, the extra attention? Or do you just want to water them and just let them survive and let them grow up and be tall and skinny like me. I think everybody really wants deep down inside. We all want the fucking Brock Lesnar, ultimate warrior, fucking ninja warrior, fucking savage plants. That's what we really all want. 
But to get to that kind of a crop, you've got to do the work every single day. There are details that need to be managed. The room needs to be checked on. The equipment needs to be inspected. The water needs to be perfect. The watering timing needs to be right. Did you defoliate on the right day? Did you pop and twist on the right day? Is the fan coming on at just the right time? There's a lot of details to dial in if you want to get that Brock Lesnar bud. The buds can only be... In the end, your buds can only be as powerful, potent, heavy, dense. They can only be as quality as your veg was. So if your veg is like a 5 out of 10, your flowers are going, no matter how good your flowering room is, your flowers are going to come out maybe a 5, maybe a 6 or a 7 out of a 10. That's the best you're ever going to get if your veg room is shitty. If your veg room is a 7 or 8, you've got the potential of 8 or 9 buds coming out of there. But you're not going to do great if you're not paying a lot of attention to the veg area. Get your lighting right. A lot of people overlook the importance of a light and veg. They have a light that will get the plants to grow. What if those plants fucking grew? What if they exploded? What if they had vigorous growth? What if they were growing so quickly and so healthily that you had to cut clones and harvest or cut clones and get into flower early? What if? What if you were using the right equipment? What if your airflow was better in your veg space? I see a lot of people with terrible airflow because they say, oh, it can take the high humidity. <clears throat> your plants will thrive if you give them a better VPD, that vapor pressure deficit will make a huge difference. I wrote down feed. Make sure you're feeding these plants. They do need food even in the veg phase. Give them nitrogen. Give them the CalMag that they need. Give them microbes to get them going. Give them anything you could imagine to get them boosted. Then while you're in there, give them some general maintenance and care. Clean up the bottoms. If you want the plants to grow up and get thick, take off all that bullshit off the bottom that's wasting time, energy, and space. You don't need to grow that. The light's not going to get down there. You're just wasting plant energy by producing all that. Are you popping and twisting the stems at the right times? That will definitely help your plants and uh, get more strength, get more robust. It will slow down the vertical growth when it comes time. Are you doing all that maintenance that needs to be done? All of that stuff adds up to strong, vigorous plants in flower. If you don't train them, if you don't prepare them, when you send them into battle, they will not be prepared. They will not be what you are expecting. You will not get the desired outcome. You're going to pay for the electricity. No matter what you do, the electricity, the electric company, you can't call them and go, hey, I kind of fucked up this crop. We didn't get as many buds as we were hoping for. We're like half a pound short. You think you'd give me a deal on electricity? They're going to go, ha ha, fuck you. Pay the electric bill. And if you don't, we're turning it off and you don't get to grow anymore at all. So you got to get the crop. You got to get the electricity. You're going to be in there spending time. Why not put quality time in that grow? A lot of people just hang out and stare at the plants. I do that. That's called the grower's gaze. I learn a lot, but don't just be in there wasting time. Don't go play video games until all the work is done. Pay attention. Spend the time that you need to spend in there. That's when the you're going to spend a lot of time on it. Why not spend a few extra minutes and make it great? You could spend a few minutes and make it good. Or you could spend a lot of minutes and make it fucking great. If you're going to feed the plants, feed them quality nutrients at a quality time on a good schedule. You got to pay for the nutrients. You're going to buy them. You're going to spend the money. Why not feed the plants properly? The airflow. Get the airflow right. You guys see where I'm going. If you're going to do it, do it right. Grow the best herb that you can. Get that veg space set up. Get that veg space dialed in. That way when you move them into flower, there's no transition skip. They just go, oh yeah, we were waiting for that. Time to flower. Here come the buds. And a few weeks later, you start seeing the biggest, fattest buds building up. You guys, I really do try to inspire you. I don't mean to overwhelm you. I do talk about um, doing things correctly, doing the proper steps, adding a few steps to get it right, taking a few notes so that you can remember what you did. Uh, I talk about having the right equipment get the right gear. I know some, a lot of shit's really expensive and times are tough, but if you're going to do it, do it right and make it worth doing. And then every time you harvest, invest some of that harvest back into your 
grow. I'm just here to inspire you. I don't mean to intimidate you. If it's a lot to take in, I do apologize. Keep watching, keep listening. We will get you all caught up to speed. None of this will be intimidating after a few episodes. All right, that is all I've got for you for this episode. I feel like it went by super quickly, but I had fun. I hope you had as good of a time as I did. You know, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, once again, I would love to hear from you. The email address, of course, is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't forget about the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash growfromyourheart. Please do sign up for the newsletter. If you go to my website, there's a spot to sign up for the newsletter. Uh, I did something really cool on my website. If you don't see it, I will send out a newsletter to let people know about that. Once again, sign up for the newsletter at iregenetics.com. Lots of cool stuff happening there. Once again, please do like and subscribe. Click like right now and do subscribe to this video. Please, it's free. Won't take you much. It will help me out. All right, that is all I've got for you for this episode. Once again, thank you for listening to episode 750 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I'll see you in just a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my friend, Lemur Priest. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.